in a series this month in our church called Fellowship. All right, Fellowship. If you've been coming to the English service, you have heard us talking about this in our English service, and we've been talking about it up here as well. But we've been talking about fellowship. All right. Now, up here, we've been specifically talking about having fellowship with God. What does that look like? Uh, why it's important to have fellowship with God. And in the Bible, in 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, this is where we get what fellowship is and what it looks like, okay? So if you hear me say tonight, fellowship with God is important, this is what I mean by fellowship with God, okay? Maybe you're asking the question, what is fellowship? All right, maybe in the last couple of weeks, it's kind of gone in one ear, out the other. Tonight is the night it's going to stick, okay? But what is fellowship, all right? Fellowship is found here in 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. And the guy writing this, his name is John. <laughs> All right. 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7 says this. It says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light. God is what? Light. God is what? Light. light. God is light. Okay. So God is light. And there is no darkness in him at all. All right. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, well, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All right. Now, God is what? God is light, correct? Now, if you weren't here last week, uh, I'll demonstrate this so, for, for those of you who weren't here. But God is light, okay? And the Bible's very, very clear that there is no darkness in him, okay? In order for us to have fellowship with God, we have to also make the decision to live in the light, okay? Now, here's the thing. When we were born into this world, we were born into darkness, all right? We were born into spiritual darkness, and we, make the, we get the decision to make the choice to say, you know what, I want to go from dark to light, okay? And all we have to do is say, you know what, I believe in Jesus. Uh, he gave his life for me at the cross and he resurrected from the dead. And I put my faith and trust in him. When we do that, we go from darkness to light, okay? And God wants us to have fellowship with him in the light every single day of our lives, okay? But the Bible is very, very clear that there's a lot of people who say they have fellowship with God, but in truth, they are living in spiritual darkness, okay? They live a life separated from God. They don't live in fellowship with God. They don't walk in close fellowship with God, okay? But they claim they do, and the Bible's very, very clear. Those people are liars, okay? To have true fellowship with God, we have to go from dark to light, okay? From darkness to light. And the only way to go from dark to light is by accepting Jesus Christ into our lives and, and trusting in him and believing in him and saying, yes, Jesus, you are the son of God. You did die on the cross for my sins. You paid the penalty of sins uh, with your life and you did resurrect from the grave and I believe in you and I put my faith and trust in you. I want to be a Christian. When we do that, we go from darkness to light, okay? We are living in the light and we get the privilege of having fellowship with God every single day, Okay? Every single day. But here's the problem that we've noticed over the years is that so many people, again, they claim to have fellowship with God, but they're really living in spiritual darkness. They haven't made that decision to fully go all in with God and truly live in the light and have fellowship with him. All right. And the, and the reality is we've limited fellowship with God to just Wednesday nights at youth or Sunday mornings at church. 
Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's like God is a distant memory to us. We don't want nothing to do with God. I'm going to do me. I'm going to live my life. I got all this other stuff going on. But on Wednesday nights from 7 to 9, I'll give you my attention. God, I'll have fellowship with you. And then on Sunday mornings when I get to church, I'll have fellowship with you. But when I leave church, I'm not going to have fellowship with you no more. And the thing is, man, we are missing out completely. That is not how fellowship with God works. Fellowship is making an all-out decision to say, I'm going to live in the light. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to commit to living here, okay? And the reality is this. There is a heaven. There is a hell. There is a God. There is a devil, even though they are not rivals because the devil is nowhere near God's level, okay? But the truth is, the devil does not want any of us to live in the light to walk in close fellowship with God. The devil would love for us all to live in spiritual darkness. Why? Because that's where he is. Okay? And he would love you to get lost in spiritual darkness, be confused in spiritual darkness, and he would love for you to stay lost out there, eternally separated from God. Okay? That is the problem I see. But thank God that Jesus came into this world, paid the penalty of our sins, so we did not have to stay lost in spiritual darkness. Now, we can walk in the light and live in the light. This is why fellowship with God is so important because Jesus paid a bloody price so that you and I could live in fellowship, okay? Live in fellowship with God, okay? And we talked a, a, a little briefly, excuse me, we talked briefly about this guy in the Bible by the name of Enoch who walked in close fellowship with God for 300 straight years. 300 straight years. Every single day he woke up and he lived and walked in close fellowship with God. Enoch lived in the light. And I can only imagine the peace and the joy he experienced every single day for those 300 years because he lived in close fellowship with God. Now, one of the things we talked about the last two weeks was, guess what? When you make the decision to live in the light, when you make the decision to have close fellowship with God, guess what? There are benefits to living in the light. There are real benefits to living in the light, okay? You get uh, guidance, okay? You get guidance, okay? Let me see, let me read, read from here. You get guidance in your difficulties. We talked about having preservation from falling into sin. Last week, we really uh, talked about you get assistance in your weakness. And then we talked about having comfort in your afflictions, okay? These are real benefits that we all have when we live in the light and walk in close fellowship with God. The weaknesses that you have, guess what? You can have assistance in your weakness. Remember last week we talked about what is your weakness, okay? For me as a teenager, your weakness was mine, was pornography. And I tried so hard to overcome pornography as a teenager, but I couldn't. But because God, he gave me assistance in my weakness, I'm free from pornography. I don't struggle with it no more. For some people, it's drugs. For some people, it's alcohol. For some people, it's lustful thoughts. For some people, it's lying. For some people, it's so many other things. It's pride. But because of God, we have fellowship with God. He gives us assistance in our weaknesses. Okay? Because we live in the light, we can have guidance in our most difficult situations in life. Maybe your parents are going through a divorce and your family's just, you see your family splitting and going this way. Guess what? When you live in the light, God gives you guidance in your most difficult situations in life, okay? When you live in the light and you walk in close fellowship with God, 
He keeps you from falling into sin. He preserves you. He keeps you from going too far and getting addicted to things that you have no business getting addicted to. And then most importantly, he brings you comfort in your afflictions. Things that bring you pain in life. Maybe people say mean things about you, say ugly things about you. Maybe people say you're ugly and, or whatever. They say you're stupid or maybe someone has, has maybe physically or emotionally hurt you. Guess what? When we live in the light and we walk in f- close fellowship with God, the Bible says that in the light, he gives us com- we can have comfort in our afflictions. Those are some amazing benefits to have when we live in fellowship with God. I mean, those are some amazing benefits to have. Now, the flip side to that is this, and this is what I want to talk about tonight for the next few minutes. The flip side to that is this. Yes, there are benefits when we walk in close fellowship with God. Many benefits. I just shared four this month, but there's many, many more. But at the same time, there are consequences when we choose to not live in the light and live in spiritual darkness. Okay? Life is all about choices, y'all. Y'all know this. You can choose to pay attention in class and pass, or you can choose not to pay attention in class and fail, right? You can choose many things in life. You can choose what shoes you want to wear, what, you know, how you want to do your hair, I guess, whatever. I mean, life is all about choices, okay? And the truth is, one thing I love about God is he didn't create you to be a robot. You have the choice to say, I want to live for you, God, or I don't, right? You get that choice. You get the choice to say, I want to live in the light and walk in close fellowship with you, God, or I don't want to live in the light and walk in close fellowship with God. The only alternative is spiritual darkness, okay? And the truth is, again, the devil wants us all to live in spiritual darkness. And the reality is there are consequences when we make the choice to not live in the light and walk in close fellowship with God, all right? When we choose to live in spiritual darkness, there are real consequences that come with that, okay? Um, just, just listen to a few. You start living a life of disobedience. You start to live a life of compromise, pride. Uh, you live a life that's lost and confused. One thing that I've noticed with your generation today, when you make the decision to, to not live here in, in the light and walk in close fellowship with God, and you make the decision to live in spiritual darkness separate from God. One thing I've noticed about your generation is your generation has a serious identity crisis right now. And one thing that I have seen amongst your generation is the devil has legit launched an all-out war attack on your generation and your identity. It's the truth. It's the truth. So many, so many teenagers today are questioning their identity, Okay. I'm pretty sure y'all have heard this numerous times over the past year or two. I identify as fill in the blank. Pretty sure you've heard it. You've seen it on social media, correct? These are my pronouns. Da, 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 right? I identify as this, right? And the reality is the longer you live in spiritual darkness away from the light, the more you will wrestle with your identity. It's just the truth. You forget that God created us in his image. You were created in the image of God. When God crafted us from the very, very beginning, he created you in his image. When you were born as a young man, God didn't make no mistakes. You were born as a young man. When God created you as a young woman, you were born as a young woman and created just perfectly the way he created you. 
And the reality is the devil has launched a full-out attack against your generation. And I'll be honest with you. Your generation is losing this war right now. Your generation is so confused on who they are. They have no idea who they are. They, they fight amongst themselves about their pronouns and they identify and they want to change their identity all of a sudden. And the reality is this, because there are consequences when we make the choice to not live in the light and walk in close fellowship with God. When we make the choice to live in spiritual darkness, the devil will do whatever he can to switch up your identity. And that's a major thing, okay? But a few other things is uh, when we live in spiritual darkness, the reality is we will fall into a life of sin. Now, sin is anything we think, say, or do that goes against God's word. All right? Anything we think, say, or do with our actions and our actions that goes against God's word. Right? That is what sin is. All right? When we live a life of spirit, in the spiritual darkness, one of the consequences is we will fall into sin so easily. The Bible says this in James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. It says, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it, bring, it gives birth to death. See, when you get involved in spiritual darkness and you start falling into sin, the Bible is very, very clear. When sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. The longer, the Bible also goes on to say in Romans chapter 6 verse 23, that the reward for sin is death. But the gift that God freely gives is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The longer you live a life separated from God, the longer you make the decision to say, you know what, I'm going to live out there and not walk in close fellowship with God. I can promise you, you will find yourself falling into sin like crazy. And the sad thing is you'll, be so fall, you'll fall so far into it that it can lead to your ultimate death, which is eternal separation from God. That's a real consequence from living in spiritual darkness away from God. Another real consequence is that instead of getting assistance in your weaknesses, you become addicted to your weaknesses. Addic you don't know what an addiction is? You don't know what an addiction is? An addiction is something that it is on your mind constantly, all day, every day. So, for example, my weakness as a teenager was pornography. It, it was a mind battle for me as a kid, man. Like, it really, really was. Like, it was on my mind first thing in the morning. And then when I would go to school. And then when I would get home, I couldn't wait to get home and, and, and hop on a computer. And, and all sorts. Like, it, was, it became an addiction for me to where, like, I was finding ways to... Uh, to um, get to to act on my weaknesses and the reality is when you live a life separated from God and you want to live in, in, in spiritual darkness and not want to live in the light and walk in close fellowship with him you will become addicted to your weaknesses the thing that you are weak at the thing that you struggle with whatever it is you will become addicted to it all right the Bible says it like this Jesus said it like this. Jesus answered in John chapter 8, verse 34. Jesus answered him and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. You become addicted to it when you begin to practice and indulge in that weakness of yours. You become addicted to it. And that is a real consequence when you make the choice to live in spiritual darkness. Okay? The, the, another one is this. You seek comfort in all the wrong places. My goodness, man. Like, that is a real thing. I asked this question last week. 
Whenever you find yourself struggling in your weaknesses, where do you turn to for help? Okay, where do you turn for help? Well, here's the thing. If you live a life in spiritual darkness, you make the decision not to live a life living in the light and not walking in close fellowship with God. My question for you is this. Who do you turn to for help out there in spiritual darkness? You want to know where you turn? You turn to people who are lost in spiritual darkness. And how can the blind lead the blind? How can people who are lost in darkness lead somebody to light? It's impossible. It cannot be done. Okay? Cannot be done. Imagine in the Bible if Daniel, when he was thrown into the lion's den in a dark place, he had literally nobody to turn to. Imagine if he didn't turn to God in his darkest moment. Imagine Joseph, when he was thrown in prison, he never turned to God. Okay? But because they lived in the light, because they walked in close fellowship with God in their darkest and most difficult moments, they knew who to turn to in their darkest moments. And that's the thing. When you make the choice to live in spiritual darkness, you will turn and seek help from all the wrong people who will give you really no guidance, who will give you no type of way to get to God because they themselves are not living for God. I see this with teenagers all the time. Like, I really, really do. Teenagers will turn to other teenagers whose life are a mess, all out of control, and they just think, man, this person can really help me get my life together. And I'm like, bro... Their life isn't even together. Why are you turning to them for? Like, it makes absolutely no sense. They don't believe in God. They don't trust God, okay? Why would you turn to somebody like that, okay? But it's because we've made the choice to live in spiritual darkness and not walk in close fellowship with God. That's the bottom line. When you make that choice, you will seek help from all the wrong people. And the last thing I want to talk about is this. When you make the choice to live in spiritual darkness and not walk in close fellowship with God, You'll find yourself stumbling a lot. I don't know about y'all. Have y'all ever stumbled in the dark before? Like, like when you wake up in the middle of the night or something, like you have to go to the restroom or, you know, maybe you dropped your cell phone and you get out of bed, try to get out of your bed or something like that, and you stumble over some things to get to, whatever, um, whatever it may be. But man, stumbling in the dark is a real, real thing. Well, guess what? The longer you live in spiritual darkness, it's bound, you're going to stumble. And the thing is, if you're not careful, you'll stumble and really bring a lot of pain to your life and bring a lot of turmoil to your life and bring a lot of trauma to your life. The Bible says this, it says, but the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they're stumbling over. No idea what they're even stumbling over. No idea. Okay. And that's because you made the choice to live in spiritual darkness. You can't see where you're going. You're going to stumble over anything that comes across your path. And the thing is this, guys. God already paid the price. God already, Jesus paid the price already. So we wouldn't have to live in spiritual darkness. You see what I'm saying? We don't have to. The thing is, we choose to. We choose to live in spiritual darkness. And the thing is, the, there's real consequences that come from living in spiritual darkness, guys. Because guess what? That's exactly where the devil wants us to be, is in spiritual darkness. Remember the Bible said Jesus told us that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal from your life. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to kill your life. He can do that out there in spiritual darkness. Peter talks about how the devil is like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Well, guess what? If if, If you're not living in the light and close fellowship with God and you're away living in spiritual darkness it's so easy for him 
to pounce and attack you in darkness. Because guess what? That's his domain. That's his domain. That's his territory. Okay? Why make the choice to live in spiritual darkness when God already sent Jesus into the world to pay the price so that we could have fellowship with him forever, every single day? I'm not saying you won't go through anything, but like I said, the benefits of living in close fellowship with God, living in the light, is that God gives you guidance in your difficulties, comfort in your afflictions, he gives you assistance in your weaknesses, and he keeps you from falling into sin and becoming addicted to that stuff, all right? Living in the light is so much better than living in spiritual darkness. Walking in close fellowship with God is so much better than getting caught up out there in spiritual darkness, separated from God. And Enoch knew that. That's why for 300 years he made a decision to walk in close fellowship with God. He made the decision to walk in close fellowship with God. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to close with this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, the Bible says this. It says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. And if not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. Do me a favor. Uh, and put your pen and paper down. And, and bow your head and close your eyes for a second. Do me that favor, okay? You know, the Bible just said, examine yourself. We're going to call this part self-examination. I want you to have a real self-examination right now. Really look at your life and ask yourself, where am I living? Where have I made the choice to live? Have I made the choice to really live in the light or am I living in spiritual darkness? Really examine your life right now. Did anything I talk that, that, that God shared with us tonight through his word, did it resonate and did it click with you? And if it did, listen, if you're somewhere here tonight, and you say, man, yeah, I'm, I'm living in spiritual darkness, Carrie. Like, I find myself, I've never really given my life to Jesus. I've never made that decision to live in the light. I've never made that decision at all. You know, tonight, I want to give you that opportunity to go from darkness to light. With every head bowed, every eye closed, listen, there's anybody here who would say, yo, Carrie, I, I want to go from living in dark to light. I don't want to live in spiritual darkness no more. I want to live in the light. I want to walk in close fellowship with God. I was going to ask you to raise your hand real quick. You say, I want to make that decision. I see your hand. You can put it down. Just know you're not the only one if you raise your hand. Is there anyone else? I see you. I see you. You can put your hand down. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. I see your hand. Thank you for being honest. I see your hand. Thank you. You can put it down. Thank you. Anyone else? Just raise your hand and say, you know what? I want to make the decision to go from spiritual darkness and I want to live in the light. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for you. And as I pray, you know, the cool thing is I'm going to pray for you collectively. But you know what? God wants to hear from you. Now, this is what I want you to do. As I pray, I just want you to say, say, say just this simple word. Say, God, I give my life to you. I want to go from dark to light. You just believe that, okay? I want to walk in close fellowship with you, God. As I pray, I just want you to tell God that yourself because he wants to hear from you, okay?